podcast the show where i cover the least in the best way possible i'm your host jason wells well another week by nothing is happening we are so close to training camp i think some teams start on the 19th so we're close we're so close to actual nfl actual nfl storylines All of these vet free agents who are still pretty damn good are about to be signed, but right now it's just another week of no news. Truly no actual news really to report. No big news anyways. I'll do my best to give the NFL weekly update, and then after that, we're going to do a little... uh, coaching coaching tier list here so i got all 32 coaches put them in a tier list i'll post the graphic probably thursday but yeah let's get into the nfl weekly update actually before that little update from me if you're watching on video i am holding up my arm uh i sprained my wrist so yeah that fucking sucks Don't ask how I did it, because it's embarrassing, Uh, but it is what it is. Hopefully, I'll be able to play in my flag game this coming Sunday. I doubt it. Hopefully, I'll be able to keep playing softball. I know I can't this week, that's for sure, but we'll see. Uh, But enough, enough about me. Let's get into the NFL Weekly Update. Uh, Starting off with... Dalvin Cook and DeAndre Hopkins updates. Nothing's really changed other than a few storylines that are kicking about about them. They're still waiting. They're still... Let's start with Dalvin Cook, though. Um, So he has offers from teams. He has offers from multiple teams. He has an offer from the Dolphins. And he just wants more money, it seems. Uh, And he wants to go to Miami. Uh, The Dolphins don't want to meet him at his number. I'm sure that something will happen in the next coming days, next week or so, but no one wants to pay Dalvin Cook because he's a running back, and running backs are one of the most overvalued positions in the NFL. There are so many good running backs that you can have for $5 million or less. Uh, Dalvin Cook asking for 10 is... A little absurd. I don't know if that's actually his number. I think that's what he wanted when he first got cut. No one's giving him that. I think Miami offered something around $4 million. Maybe we offer him $6 million and he's a Dolphin. Uh, yeah. No real updates on Dalvin Cook. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, though. So he did get a bigger offer from the Titans than he has from everybody else. Uh... Hopkins also added this week, says that he will retire if he doesn't hit a thousand yard season. You might be sitting at home being like, what are you talking about, Jason? He didn't hit a thousand yard last season. Well, he was on pace for around 1400 yards, obviously injuries and his suspension uh, shortened his season. But if he ends up on the Titans or if he ends up on the Patriots, It is likely this time next year DeAndre Hopkins will be retired because he is not hitting a 1,000 yards in either of those offenses. Uh, 
And for other teams that are still kind of lurking about, uh, the Bills are, hey, if he wants to come ring chase, uh, which is just funny because the Bills have literally never won a ring, but uh, he wants to go to a competitive team, take less money. The Bills are more than willing. Uh, the other, and then for the Chiefs, if the Chiefs give Chris Jones his contract extension, that will free up cap space. And that would seemingly get them DeAndre Hopkins. So I think that Hopkins Hopkins could have signed with the Patriots. He could have signed with the Titans. He knows that both of those teams are dog shit. So he is going to wait around for hopefully one of these good teams to get the at least a decent amount, a decent offer out there for him. Um, but yeah, we'll see. I mean, to me, if I'm DeAndre Hopkins, it's but it's about winning at this point in your career. You're on the Downside of your career, go somewhere where you think you can win. Tennessee and New England are not those places right now. Uh, next n- note up, uh, longtime commander center Chase Rulier retires at 29 due to injuries. Uh, he had 63 starts in his career for the commanders. Uh, very solid player over his career. Wish him nothing but the best. Obviously retiring due to injuries when you're 29 is... Very, very tough. I hope that when he's 50, he's living a normal life, not too hampered by everything. But, uh, yeah, uh, another retirement coming up. We have longtime Cincinnati Bengals punter Kevin Huber retires after 14 seasons. Again, not much to really talk about. This is this this is the news for this week. This is how little I have. I'm talking about the Bengals punter. He's retired. That's simple as that. 14-year career. Great career. (laughs) Not much you can really say about a punter. Uh, And yeah, I guess we'll go into the the news. I'll put that in air quotes. Uh, J.J. Watt was apparently very close to signing with the Steelers and playing with his brother TJ and his other brother Derek. Um, I had this listed down as a hot take last week. I didn't end up saying it because I was like, oh, no, he just signed with CBS, and I probably should have. But I think J.J. Watt will be playing again this season. I think that he is waiting to see if Pittsburgh is going to be a playoff team. I think come December, if Pittsburgh is in the playoff hunt, I think J.J. Watt will be a stealer. And that defense will be really fucking good. I mean, you just look at that front four they'd have. It would be TJ Watt, you got Cam Hay- Hayward, Larry Ogunjobi, Alex Highsmith, JJ Watt as a rotational player. Like what? Um yeah, that would be that would be a huge addition to the Steelers. Uh but for now JJ Watt is just enjoying retirement. And yeah, I guess two more notes. Uh Tom Brady lost a shit ton of money in crypto in FTX. So FTX gave him thirty million dollars in crypto whatever and then obviously FTX went bankrupt so I don't think Tom Brady got any of that money uh Tom Brady was also flirty with Kim K at Michael Rubin's July 4th white party whatever that is see like so so little to talk about right now I'm talking about fucking Kim Kardashian and Tom Brady flirting at a party um and I guess since I'm talking about quarterbacks flirting with celebrities uh Josh Allen was caught macking on Haley Seinfeld. Good for him. Good for 
<laughs> good for the Bills quarterback. Yeah, that that'll that's literally it for NFL weekly update. Uh, let's get on to the coaching tier talk. Okay, NFL coaches tier list time. Uh, this is actually version number two. Uh, if you're listening to this, I had to re-record. There might be some rain in the background now. It did start to rain. Uh, but yeah, uh, it is late. I mean, at least it's late for me. I got to get this done. So let's get this started. So there are eight tiers uh, for the NFL coaches. We got the best. We got the next tier. Been around the block, on the rise. Don't fully trust uh, Frank Reich. Uh, rookie head coaches and would fire before the 2024 season. We'll start from the top. We'll start with the best. Uh, starting off with Andy Reid and Bill Belichick. I think this is pretty self-explanatory. We have two of the best guys. One of the best defensive minds ever. One of the best offensive minds ever. The best for, I mean, the better part of this century. Really not much you can say. Like, honestly. They are just truly such great coaches. I mean, Bill Belichick is probably the greatest coach of all time. Uh, Andy Reid's just been around the block for so long. Uh, Yeah, we'll leave it at that. We'll move on to the next tier. This tier includes John Harbaugh, Sean Payton, Sean McVay, Mike Tomlin, uh, Pete Carroll, Mike Vrabel, and Kyle Shanahan. Uh what five of these coaches have in common is they all have a Super Bowl win as a head coach. Obviously, I'm talking about John Harbaugh, Sean Payton, Sean McVay, Mike Tomlin, and Pete Carroll. Uh, we'll start with John Harbaugh. I mean, he has been the Ravens coach for a long, long time now. The Ravens have been one of the most consistent franchises for a long, long time now. And with consistency comes winning uh, John Harbaugh is a damn good coach. He is definitely in that next tier. Uh, next up, Sean Payton. Sean Payton, who retired from the Saints. I think it was more he just didn't want to deal with the Saints trying to find a new quarterback. He was done. He is now the Broncos head coach. He thinks that maybe he can fix Russ. It's a tall task. Obviously, uh, one of the better offensive coaches uh, of this generation, him and Drew Brees, uh, put up passing numbers that were absurd. Obviously won that Super Bowl. Next, Sean McVay, uh, really just a young Sean Payton, already has his Super Bowl. Uh, again, the offenses that he has had there in L.A., those Jared Goff Rams that went to the Super Bowl, they were incredible. Um even now, I mean, the Matt Stafford Rams that won the Super Bowl. Sean McVay in the next tier. Uh, Mike Tomlin, pretty easy. Uh, Super Bowl winning coach and has never had a losing record. I think easily, I think he's easily a top five coach in the league. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Uh, next on the list is Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll is someone who at this time last year, I was saying the Seahawks should fire him. I was saying that if the Seahawks pick the coat, like if they pick Carroll and Schneider over Russ, they're idiots. Uh, that that's honestly one of the most wrong times I've been about the NFL, at least to like my recent memory anyways. But obviously, yeah, Pete Carroll is a very good coach. 
does not need rust whatsoever. Uh, I will say that they killed the draft last year and John Schneider kind of went like 0 for 9 uh, once they got Russ, but it is what it is. Pete Carroll in the next tier. And then we have the two coaches that did not win a Super Bowl, Mike Vrabel, Kyle Shanahan. Uh, I mean, if you listen to last week's episode, you think or you heard Chu say that uh, Mike Vrabel might get fired by the end of this year it was obviously a hot takes episode that is a very hot take i think mark and i said i think that mike Vrabel is arguably a top five coach um and i said arguably because you look at the guys the two guys that are firmly ahead of him with andy reed and bill belichick and then you look at the rest of this tier there are a lot of good names here but he fits in with all of them i have seen what he has done with very, very bad Titans rosters. They always play hard for him. Uh, just just a great coach. And last but not least, Kyle Shanahan. Um, again, right up there with Sean McVay, Sean Payton, one of the best offensive play callers we have in the NFL currently. Uh, <laughs> quarterbacks seemingly don't matter uh, for Kyle Shanahan. Anyone works in his system to some extent some better than others obviously uh but yeah i mean my one knock on kyle shanahan is he's had two chances to win that super bowl and his offenses have failed in the fourth quarters so is what it is have to take my jab at the niners uh we're mo- we'll move on to the next tier though it's the been around the block tier so this tier includes doug peterson sean mcdermott ron rivera Basically, all this tier is, is I didn't think that either three of these guys really deserve to be in that next tier conversation. I think Sean McDermott is close. My issue with him, no real playoff success since being the Bills head coach. Obviously, Doug Peterson does have that Super Bowl win. Uh, Definitely fell out of favor in Philly, was obviously fired. Uh, Again, very good coach. And Ron Rivera, same thing. Um... Obviously had some great Panthers teams, has been trying to build in uh, Washington. And I think same thing, his teams always show up. It is never an easy win when you play a Ron Rivera coach team. Uh, He's just been, he has not had a quarterback as a head coach since 2015, Cam Newton, basically. I know he had a Cam Newton for a few years after that, but it was not the same. I think he's, I could have moved him down a tier. I think he's going to retire by the end of this, uh, after this season. They hired Eric Bieniemy to be the offensive coordinator, and I think he's also the co-head coach or the assistant head coach, something like that. But, I mean, Ron Rivera, he's up there in age. He's had his cancer scares and his cancer battles. Uh, I think he deserves a long and restful retirement i think he will prep eric Bieniemy to take over that job next year but that is just my opinion uh moving on to the next tier we got the on the rise uh these are coaches that have a couple years under their belt um yeah literally a couple years that's like the max uh and i like the trajectory where they're going based off what they've done in their short amount of time we'll start it off with arthur smith uh i think what arthur smith did with the falcons last year was tremendous i saw no upside actually that's not true i thought the falcons could be sneaky decent 
Uh, and even they kind of blew my expectations away because most people were thinking, oh, they could pick first overall. Uh, the run game that Arthur Smith uh, schemes up for the Falcons is absolutely incredible. Getting, I mean, rejuvenating Cordero Patterson's career a little bit and rookie Tyler Algier got his numbers. I, I have been saying for the last couple weeks that Tyler Algier has been averaging 5.6 yards per carry and had like 1,200 yards. Uh, he had 1,056 yards, I think, and he averaged 4.6 yards a carry. So I have been overhyping Tyler Algier a ton. It does not change my outlook on the Falcons uh, going forward, but Tyler Algier, very good rookie season, but not a, not a, not as good as I'm remembering clearly. Uh, but yeah, either way, back to Arthur Smith. He's on the rise. And again, I like what they're going to be doing this year. I think he's a sneaky good head coach for a guy who could be... Yeah, because if you didn't know, Arthur Smith's dad owns FedEx. Uh, so this is a guy who could be doing whatever the fuck he wants and he chooses to coach football. That's a fucking football guy. Uh Next on the list, we got another clear football guy, Dan Campbell. Uh, I mean, what is there really to say? The guy lives, breathes, breathes football. He bites people's kneecaps. I think he drinks two, like, venti double espresso black coffees from Starbucks every morning, which is just fucking insane. He is insane. Uh... But his players absolutely love him. He is a motivator. He gets like... When you need inspiration for a game, he will get you going. I absolutely love Dan Campbell. I think his coaching staff that he is building with a bunch of former ex-players is also fantastic. His offensive coordinator, Ben Johnson, will be a head coach this time next year. Yeah, Dan, Dan Campbell is... Truly, he reminds me of a Mike Vrabel to an extent. I think Mike Vrabel definitely has a specialty coaching with the defense. Dan Campbell is just an all-around all around vibes guy. <laughs> that's really that's really all you can say. Uh, next up, we got Brian Dable, head coach of the Giants. Uh, and what he did with that Giants team last year was extraordinary. I thought the Giants were going to be picking top five. They made the playoffs, uh, largely in part to Brian Dable giving Daniel Jones' career life and Saquon being healthy. Saquon was absolutely fantastic. Daniel Jones was also very, very good. Very good year rushing the ball. And he was only throwing to guys like uh, Darius Slayton, Richie James, uh, Sterling Shepard, you know, when he's healthy for those five games every year. Daniel Bellinger, tight end. Uh, who else? Who else are those guys that I have no idea? Uh, either way. Wasn't throwing to a lot. Didn't have a lot to work with. Uh, the offensive line is young. Andrew Thomas is one of the best. Ooh, that was a big bolt of lightning out the window. Uh, but, yeah. The Giants are in very good hands with Brian Dable. I trust that offense. Whatever they do, I think a lot of it will rely on Saquon staying healthy. But that's a conversation for another day. Uh, next up, I have Vikings head coach Kevin O'Connell. Kevin O'Connell from that Sean McVay coaching tree. 
obviously, the Vikings were supremely overrated. One of the most overrated teams ever. Probably the most overrated team ever. One of the luckiest teams ever. But that offense was fucking humming. The defense was the issue for them. Like, the offense had... They were fucking great. That was one of Kirk Cousins' better years in the NFL. Obviously, Justin Jefferson was almost breaking records last year. Uh, And he was truly... And actually, okay, TJ Hawkinson was also a massive part on that offense once he got traded over from the Lions. And I expect bigger and better things from that offense this year. I think losing Adam Thielen is a big loss, obviously, in the locker room. I think Jordan Addison is the better player at this point, even though he has never played it down in the NFL. But I'm willing to say that Jordan Addison will be better than Adam Thielen this year. I don't think that's hot of a, that hot of a take. It shouldn't be. Maybe it is. It probably is. Adam Thielen's still good, and he might be the wide receiver one on the Panthers. Uh, anyways, uh, I like what the Vikings did on offense last year. I think Kevin O'Connell, year two, will be very good. I think the Vikings are low-key kind of sneaky. Uh, Kevin O'Connell bringing Brian Flores onto his staff is a huge, huge move. Brian Flores will get that defense to play. He is still a very good defensive coach. Just, I don't know if I'd put him as your head coach, but that's just my opinion. And last but not least for the on the rise category, we have Mike McDaniel himself. Uh, What is there to say where Mike McDaniel is a young offensive guru in the league? Uh, That one year definitely proved it. He schemed up some masterful games. And he is also a... Players love him. Like, he is such a team guy. He wants to know how you're doing. How's the family doing? How are the kids doing? Uh, which I think is kind of a rare combo. I don't think that there's many guys who are the full package head coach where they love the game so much. And Mike McDaniel, he loves the game of football. He might be a little awkward and nerdy, but... When it comes down to the X's and O's, I think he knows better than most. And on top of being such a lovable person in general, it's a rare combo. Um, I'll just say that uh, he is definitely on his way to being one of the better coaches in this league. Uh, Next up, we have the Don't Fully Trust tier. And we'll start off with Packers head coach Matt LaFleur. The only reason Matt LaFleur is in this position right now is because Aaron Rodgers will not be his quarterback for this coming season. Let's see what he can do with Jordan Love. I still think this offense is good. I still think the defense is good. I still think if a lot of things break the Packers way, the Packers can make the playoffs. Let's see if Matt LaFleur can actually coach. I don't think he had to do a lot on that offense. Really, when you had Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams for your entire tenure there, basically. Uh... And I know Rodgers was calling most of those plays, like if we're really being honest. When you have a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers or Peyton Manning or Tom Brady or now someone like Pat Mahomes, they will get to the line, they will dissect the defense, and they will just immediately start calling audibles, calling their own plays. Um, so yeah, I let's see what Matt LaFleur does. I am very interested, but again, I don't fully trust his coaching. Uh, next up, we have Kevin Stefanski. Kevin Stefanski, uh, I was actually very impressed 
impressed with for the first half of the season. I thought Jacoby Brissett looked pretty good. I thought that defense absolutely stunk. That was not really his fault. That's more on Joe Woods, his ex-defensive coordinator. Um, And then they got the bad man back, the nasty man back, the predator, Deshaun Watson, and he switched up the entire offense. The run game was exceptional in the first half of the season, and he decided to go away from it. Uh, decided to use Watson's arm more, even though he hasn't thrown a ball in a live game for over two years. It was not the right call. Uh, Kevin Stavansky is someone who could definitely be on the hot seat after this year, depending how things go. Yeah, I think it's as simple as that, and we will keep moving on. Uh, Next coach I have up is Jets head coach Robert Sala. He's a very good coach. He has proven to be a very good defensive coach, a very good defensive coordinator. Uh, I just haven't seen his staff hires really come into effect. Obviously, he hasn't had a quarterback, and now they're hoping that obviously Aaron Rodgers can carry that team. Uh, I think Robert Sala hitched his uh, horse to a bad wagon, and that wagon is Joe Douglas. I think Joe Douglas panicked. I think, obviously, he knows Zach Wilson was not the right pick. Uh, So he's like, I'm going to trade for Aaron Rodgers, and this is going to save my job. If Aaron Rodgers doesn't work out for the Jets, they could be looking for a new GM who could be, in turn, looking for a new head coach. Um, I won't say he's on the hot seat, because I do like him as a coach. I do think he's a good coach, but... You're essentially hoping that Rodgers is back to his 2021 form because you brought over all of his friends from the Packers, including offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett, who didn't even last a full year with the Broncos, is back. Even though, as I just said, Aaron Rodgers is going to do what he wants anyways, but that's why I don't trust Salah uh, all too much. Uh, Next up on the list, we have Zach Taylor. Zach Taylor, obviously, he has the record over the last couple years. He has the playoffs appearance. He's beaten the Chiefs a few times. Uh, One thing I will say, though, is having Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd and Joe Mixon makes it easier when uh, you're the offensive play caller. Uh, I will say, though, in most of the playoff games, the offense has not wowed me once. Actually, in all of the playoff games, the offense really hasn't wowed me once. The defense is what constantly steps up for the Bengals. That is Lou Anarumo. Uh, Every year, except for this year, I'm not doing it this year, but the last few years, I've looked at that Bengals depth chart. I've looked at the defense, and I've been like, ah, it doesn't really impress me. I don't think it's there. And year after year, they impress me. They step up in big moments, and that is largely in part to Lou Anarumo. I think that once the... Season gets underway. I think the Bengals will be good. Uh, Zach Taylor will get his wins, whatever. Uh, I think Lou Anarumo has a very good chance of being a head coach this time next year. And I don't know. I don't know if Zach Taylor can do it on his own, if we're really being honest. But uh, I have my questions, and that's why I don't fully trust uh, Zach Taylor. Okay, so next on the list, we have Eagles head coach Nick Sirianni. Uh, Nick Sirianni is on here for a lot of the reasons that Zach Taylor is on here. Uh, His teams are very, very, very good, and I probably shouldn't fault the coach 
Uh, but unlike Zach Taylor, who I know is getting carried by Lou Anarumo, Nick Sirianni is now lost both of his coordinators. Uh, so we'll see what he can do. It's it's honestly like it's really that simple. I think that the Eagles are a very good team. I think the Eagles should be one of the better teams in the NFL this year. And if the coaching is there, they will be. So let's see if Nick Sirianni hired the right guys. Uh, yeah, and we'll keep going. Uh, last for the don't fully trust tier is Matt Eberflus. Kind of unfair to put him in this tier, but I don't know where else to put him really. Uh, the Bears did have the first overall pick, so I can't really put them on the rise. But this is a year, I mean, he took over a Bears team that... No no talent on the roster, really. It was Justin Fields and then kind of a bunch of guys. They got talent this offseason. He got his guys on defense that should help a lot. The Bears' offense should be much, much, much better. I think the Bears could surprise some people. And, yeah, I just need to see it from Matt Eberflus because, obviously, your rookie head coaching season getting the first overall pick doesn't really cut it. Uh and next tier, we have the Frank Reich tier. Pretty self-explanatory. It's just Frank Reich. Uh, I couldn't put him in the rookie head coaches. I could have probably put him in the don't fully trust, but uh, I think he deserves his own tier. Obviously, Frank, Go- or Frank Reich was fired from the Colts uh, last season. I think kind of unjustifiably so. I think he was more of the scapegoat than anything. Uh... I think Chris Ballard was looking for someone to save his job, and he did with Frank Reich, even though the Colts went had one win the rest of the season. Uh, either way, I like Frank Reich as a coach. I think he is stable. I think he is what the Panthers need. They just need someone in there. They need a stable voice and someone who's not a big idiot who spits on himself like Matt Rule. Uh, and his coaching staff I do like a lot. Uh, I think defensive coordinator Jiro Evero, who was the Broncos defensive coordinator last uh, last season, who obviously did a very good job. I think that the offensive coordinator is Joe Lombardi. Maybe. Um, I know that Josh McCowan is also on the... Ooh, that's some thunder outside. It's raining, and we need it badly. Uh, I am... There we go. Oh, no, it's Thomas Brown, who was the assistant head coach and tight ends coach for the LA Rams last year. Uh, Where's Joe Lombardi, then? Who was just... Joe Lombardi is the Broncos offensive coordinator. Whatever. Um, Reuniting with Sean Payton. There we go. Um... What were we talking about? See, this is the ADHD kicking in. The Panthers, right. And their coaching staff. Good coaching staff. Uh, They also have Josh McCowan, who was almost the Texans head coach last season until the Texans didn't want to seem racist for firing a black guy and hiring a white man with no experience. So they hired Lovey Smith, who they then fired after one more season. David Culley should not have been fired. I still stand by that. Uh, we will move on to the next tier, though. It's the rookie head coaches. Uh, Justin Gannon, D'Amico Ryans, Shane Steichen. 
Uh, I guess let's just start with Justin Gannon. Justin Gannon, the Eagles ex-defensive coordinator, now the Arizona Cardinals head coach. I think he's kind of in a Matt Eberflus spot here. They're not expecting really anything from this year one. If anything, they're probably the worst team in the NFL. They probably want Caleb Williams. They probably want to try to offload that Kyler contract. I don't know who would want that Kyler contract, but it is what it is. Uh, But yeah, I don't expect much from him year one. It'll be interesting to see if any pieces on the defense really uh, shine. I know... Yeah, uh, they moved because, oh, what's his face? The old Cardinals GM, big dumb idiot with uh, Cliff Kingsbury. Either way, their GM who got a DUI and kept his job. Uh, he loved his athletic freak linebackers, Isaiah Simmons, Zaven Collins. They're both playing different positions this year. Isaiah Simmons is moving to strong safety. Uh, Zaven Collins is moving to edge. So, interested to see how they look in their new roles. Hopefully, uh, Justin Gannon can do something with them. Uh, next up, Texans head coach, D'Amico Ryans. Uh, I think D'Amico Ryans is the perfect coach for the Texans. He is going to build a culture there. I think him landing the best defensive player in this draft, in my opinion, in Will Anderson, is huge. I think they still have young pieces in that defense already. Derek Stingley, Jalen Petrie, and... Yeah, the offense, I think, will be better than a lot of people expect. I don't know. I think D'Amico Ryans is going to be a very good head coach in the Texans. Could be a surprise team. I don't know what surprise really means. Does surprise mean, like, six wins, maybe? But six wins would obviously be an improvement for the Texans. And last but not least, we have Shane Steichen with the Colts, the Eagles' ex-offensive coordinator. Uh... He has some toys to play with in the offense. Obviously, they drafted Anthony Richardson, who's just a Jalen Hurts on steroids. I don't know. Uh, Obviously, a supreme talent has a lot to work on with his actual football ability, but uh, Shane Steichen did really well with Jalen Hurts, so who knows? Uh, And they've got weapons on the offense, too. I like Michael Pittman. Alec Pierce did show some flashes last year. They drafted uh, drafted Josh Downs. And then, obviously, Jonathan Taylor is looking for a bounce-back year this season. Uh, Yeah, I think the Colts could also be sneaky like the Texans, and I don't really know what that means. They could also be absolutely terrible. Wouldn't shock me, but those are the rookie head coaches. Now we have the guys who I would probably fire before the 2024 season. A lot of these guys are on their second stints as head coaches. And we'll start with, I'm going to sneeze at some point, and it's just very slow and building, and it's annoying. Me talking about it's actually helping, so we'll keep going. Um, We'll start with Todd Bowles, the current Buccaneers uh, coordinator, or head coach, what am I saying? He should be their defensive coordinator. He was their defensive coordinator. And then they just promoted him from within once Bruce Arians retires. Uh, He's a good defensive coordinator. He's a very good defensive coordinator. He is not a good head coach. He has proved that with the Jets. uh, And he is proving it now. This roster is obviously terrible. They are going to be a very, very bad team. Uh, Not much of really Todd Bull's fault. But he will find a defensive coordinator coordinator position next offseason somewhere. Uh... 
Next up, we have... Oh, there we go. It's Dennis Allen. See, every time I look at this photo, and this is the second time I've done this now, so I've seen this photo of Dennis Allen twice, I look at it, and I'm automatically just like, who is that? Because that's how forgettable Dennis Allen is. Uh, obviously, yeah, kind of like Todd Bowles. He took over for Sean Payton once Sean Payton retired. Put that in air quotes. And kind of got dealt the short end of the stick. I mean, those Saints teams are constantly restructuring contracts to, for some reason, keep a championship window open, I guess. I don't know. Um, obviously, this is his second stint as a head coach. He was terrible in his first stint with the Raiders. Uh, not really doing much better here. I think this is going to be his last season. Uh Next up, we have a coach that where it's his first stint. It's the only first stint head coach I have. It is Chargers defensive, or I keep saying defensive coordinator because he should be a defensive coordinator, not a head coach. But it is Brandon Staley. Uh, He has done absolutely nothing as a head coach. As someone who's supposed to be a defensive specialist, those Chargers defenses have not been good, even though they have players like... Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack, Derwin James, uh, Asante Samuel. Like, they got players, and those defenses have been below average at best. Um, He's made a lot of dumb coaching moves, too, just, like, timeout-wise. And, like, not none are coming uh, up to me on—or none are coming to me off the top of my head, but— I know there's been plenty. I know that he is a big dum dum. He doesn't show up when it matters in those moments, just like his quarterback. Uh, that's why their pairing is so good, and that's why they're bringing in former Cowboys defensive coordinator, or fuck, I keep saying defensive coordinator, uh, offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore, who also had so much to work with in Dallas and also didn't show up uh, when it mattered most with the play calling. And again, you can blame that on the players. You can blame it on the coaching. I blame it on both. Simple as that. Uh, So yeah, so the three of them can all go down with the ship together this year. I think Brandon Staley should have been gone already after blowing a 27-0 lead in the playoffs. But, you know, that's just me. Uh, Moving on, we have another big fat dumb bozo. We got Mike McCarthy... uh, Mike McCarthy, who got rid of Kellen Moore because Mike McCarthy thinks they should run the ball more. In 2023, Mike McCarthy is, yes, we're going to run the damn ball. We're going to run the damn ball with Tony Pollard, who's coming off a major injury. Uh, who else is there? They drafted Deuce Vaughn, who's 5'6". I don't know who their backup is. Either way, it doesn't matter. They'll probably bring Zeke back, but Mike McCarthy has done absolutely nothing as a coach ever people say oh yeah you know he won a super bowl i who cares like honestly like i I said it earlier aaron Rodgers is the coach out there in most aspects he was i think that defense was also a huge force in that game it is what it is uh Again, I just have no faith in Mike Mike McCarthy when it matters most. I think he should have been fired. I think they should have promoted Dan Quinn to be their head coach. I think, yeah, it just would have worked out better that way. But uh, congrats on having a coach who wants to run the damn ball in 2023 Dallas. And last but not least, we have current Raiders head coach uh, Josh McDaniels, also on his second stint, also did terrible in his first stint. 
He went running back to the Patriots, so Tom Brady could save him, and Josh McDaniels could do nothing. So, yeah. Um, I don't think Josh McDaniels is actually going to get fired this season or next offseason simply because Mark Davis does not have the money or the capital to buy out two head coaches at the same time. Yes, he is still paying out John Gruden. Uh, I just don't expect much from the Raiders, and I think theoretically they should be good on offense. I do like their offense on paper a lot. You know, Devontae Adams, uh, Jacoby Myers, they still have Hunter Renfro. Uh, They drafted Michael Mayer. Their offensive line is sneaky okay. Josh Jacobs was phenomenal last year. Let's see if he can do it again. But again, I just don't think that he's he has the chops to be a head coach. I just don't. I think a lot of Patriots coordinators don't, and they've proven. He's already proven that he can't be a head coach already, and here he is getting his second chance. So he needs to do big things this year to not be on the hot seat, but... It is what it is. Uh, So yeah, that is the coaching tier list. I will get that posted uh, sometime on Thursday. Basically, when I remember it during my workday, I will post it. Uh, But yeah, that'll do it for this week. Uh, Sucked having to re-record this. I actually think it went a lot better, so I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, I definitely have more things to clip now, so that's a bonus. Yay for take two, but... Uh, Yeah, I already put out some feelers for next week's episode because I think with all of the uh, Sauce Gardner talk on Twitter, that's something I didn't really mention, but obviously Asante Samuel is going after Sauce Gardner in the New York media for hyping up players like Darrell Rivas and now Sauce. So we are going to be talking about the top five most overrated and most underrated players in the league. Uh, Should have a few guests on for next week, so stay tuned for that. And if you've liked this, please like, share, retweet, subscribe, all that fun stuff. And until next time, peace.